The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, where we uncover the truth, one guest at a time. For those of you who dare to seek, Veritas is the place where you shall find. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight's special guest is Dr. Brooks Agnew. Harp, Earthquakes, 2012, and The Hollow Earth. This will be such a fascinating show, and I'm confident you will enjoy it. Dr. Brooks Agnew will be with us shortly. To listen to this full show, simply head on over to our website and subscribe. For only $7 per month, you'll get access to this, all our past and future shows, 64 so far. You will also receive access to the Manticore Forum and the Veritas Chatroom for only 20 cents per day. Where else can you get real knowledge without any commercial interruptions? Nowhere else. It only takes a few seconds and you can download and take Veritas with you. And this is the last call about the upcoming International UFO Congress in Laughlin, Nevada. I will be there and hope to meet any of you who will be attending. For more information, visit our website and click on the International UFO Congress banner. I hear my friend Paul Harris will allow me to introduce myself and Veritas during her presentation. Thank you, Paula, 
I will also attempt to interview some of these speakers and will share audio and maybe even video with you. Stay tuned. And I want to apologize to you. Although I've received a lot of praise for last week's show with Richard Dolan, the sound quality did not meet your expectations or mine. As you know, I'm always looking for ways to improve on everything, and sound is one of the most important aspects of this show. As we broadcast in 128 kilobytes per second, which is the equivalent of CD quality. However, sometimes even using Skype, the guest may not hear themselves, and it was too late to correct after the interview was over. I will make sure we do more testing prior to the interview starting, and if we have to go back to the traditional telephone lines, we will do so. In the meantime, please bear with me. Veritas is always work in progress, and you're part of it. And by the way, it was such a great interview. If you go past the technical aspects of the T's and the P's, because Richard has his microphone so close to his mouth, it was an excellent show from an excellent guest. That's why I call him my favorite UFO historian. have some news regarding the blogosphere. If you are a blogger and would like to collaborate and be included on the list of Veritas news sources, get in touch with me so we can give you access to our blog. Our very first collaborator is my friend Andre Heath from the Alien Project. Andre is from Jamaica and he has been producing high quality videos related to all the topics we discuss here. As a matter of fact, he was the winner of the Veritas video contest last year. He continues to send me videos and news all the time, so I thought, why don't we start doing this? Let's open the door of our blog to qualified and reputable bloggers like Andre. So if you, again, are a blogger and uh, are interested in collaborating with us, send me an email to mail at veritasshow.com. We will review your blog and get in touch with you. This is on a voluntary basis. We will list your link on our blog as well, and occasionally we will feature your contributions on the air and we'll give you credit. For more news, visit our blog or the Manticore Forum, which is where the juicy stuff really resides. And now, get ready for a fascinating two hours. Is HARP capable of causing earthquakes and manipulating the weather? Did you know our guest is organizing the greatest geological expedition in the history of the world? The North Pole Inner Earth Expedition. Is the Earth really hollow? What kind of world lives under our feet? Are you ready for 2012? And do you want answers? This and much more with Dr. Brooks Agnew, who's coming up next. If you want to believe, stop this audio now. If you want to know, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. right here on the very test show is supplied by the independent artists from jamendo.com if you hear a song you like go over to our homepage verytestshow.com click on the guest look up the song and download it you can even buy the group's CDs in many cases right there at jamendo.com
this is Richard Dolan, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Dr. Brooks E. Agnew grew up in Pasadena, California, around JPL and Caltech. He entered the Air Force in 1973, where he graduated top in his class in electronics engineering. He was one of the most successful scientists with ground-probing radar technology in the nation for oil and gas exploration. Similar technology is currently utilized in the Mars Express program. He received his bachelor's in chemistry from Tennessee Technological University with honors. He is the author of thousands of technical papers, seminars, documentaries, or books on precision measurement and exploration into the mysteries of the universe and of Earth. He is the host of X Squared Radio, one of the North America's most widely listened to internet paranormal radio programs. He is the co-author of the Arc of Millions of Years trilogy that has been critically acclaimed as the most comprehensive publication ever written on the 2012 End Times. He is also the expedition leader of the greatest civilian expedition in history to the Arctic Circle to examine the theory that planets form as hollow spheres. The team's hypothesis was Japan's Genes of Galileo winner in 2007. He is currently the president of Sirius Energies Corporation, building electric vehicles. And I'm proud to introduce to you teacher, scientist, talk show host, but most of all, Earth Explorer, Dr. Brooks Agnew. Hello, Dr. Agnew, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure. Dr. Agnew, you were on the list of prospective guests for this year. However, after the January 12th Haiti earthquake, many people started mentioning your name, and I thought it would be an appropriate time. So I appreciate your being with us in such short notice. First of all, for those who may not be familiar with you, and before we start discussing the, the many topics at hand, I want you to recount how you accidentally triggered an earthquake by using radio waves to locate underground oil, which is what triggered, no pun intended, this interview. Well, uh, one of the observations that we made uh, back in the mid-'80s, I I believe this was in 1987, uh, we were surveying for a gas well in in Oregon. And uh, we we had worked in this area, oh, a couple of days, uh, surveying and getting ready to to lay it out and make sure that wherever we were looking, uh, we had uh, the permits to drill for the landowner and things like that. So I had set up uh, uh, my lab inside of a camper uh, on the back of a pickup truck, a one-ton pickup truck, and we had a, a mobile broadcasting unit that was mounted to an all-terrain vehicle. Uh, one morning as we began uh, our broadcasting regimen, which is where we lay out a, a radiometric grid of the property uh, to to basically uh, map the substrata under the ground using radio waves, kind of like underground sonar, as it were. And uh, we sent the uh, mobile unit out. And he was about, oh, three-eighths of a mile away from the camper. We were in communication by two-way radio. And uh, he got into position where we had previously surveyed uh, along a fault line. And uh, I asked him to go ahead and turn his broadcast unit on. I had my receiving antenna pointed in his direction. And uh, just a few seconds after I asked him to do that, uh, an earthquake occurred. And it just uh, shook the camper pretty good. It was probably a, a five or so on the Richter scale. 
and I called out to, to him on the radio and said, uh, hey, what was that? And he said, I don't know. He said, I, I, I turned on the broadcast unit, and about a second and a half, two seconds later, I heard a loud bang under the ground uh, almost directly underneath me, and then the ground shook. And I said, yeah, we, we heard it shake over here. And it wasn't dynamite or anything like that. We were, we were on a grass farm up in Oregon. So there was, there was no blasting, no road work, nothing like that going on. So I said, wow, that's, that's really strange. Did we do that? And he said, I don't know. But it was like I turned it on and bam, it happened. So uh, I made a note in my lab notebook and I, I just didn't pay any attention to it. We went on with the survey and uh, we finished the job. It wasn't until 1997 that I was approached by a documentary team that was doing a research uh, project on HARP, which is the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project. I had written several papers on ground probing radar, and uh, the Internet was, was just then making high-speed access into homes. And uh, they had found my paper, and uh, they asked me to be uh, a contributing scientist on the documentary. And when I saw uh, what HARP was, what frequencies they were playing with, and what power levels they were playing with, I said, hey, uh, you know, you really have to be careful with that because you can, you can trigger an earthquake. And everybody looked up at me like, hey, uh, we already know that, but how did you know that? And I, huh. I told them, recounted what happened 10 years before up there in Oregon. And so we started going through all the data. And I, I was assigned to do uh, calculations on what's called an ionospheric breakdown. It's also called a solar tap and the weather uh, warfare um, aspects of HARP. But uh, that earthquake aspect of HARP, because it uses ELF waves, which are extremely low frequency, high amplitude waves that can resonate with, with strata under the ground. And if there's a propensity for an earthquake, like tensions are built up in the ground, then it can it may be able to cause that earthquake to happen almost on command. Now the interesting thing about Haiti, I, I got to thinking, why in the world would anyone trigger an earthquake in Haiti? It has no strategic value, it doesn't have any oil, we don't have any enemies there. Why would they do that? And then somebody mentioned to me that uh Haiti had not had an earthquake of any significance in over two hundred years. 1751. So was, oh, 1951? No, 1751. Well, that's still a long time. So uh, evidently it was someplace close enough and, and, and you know, on target that they could demonstrate whether they could, they could cause an earthquake or not. Then it was discovered that there was a, what we call a harp signature because the carrier frequencies that harp uses are in the two-meter band, and it can be picked up by ham operators around the world. And there was a harp signature just prior to the Haiti earthquake. A lot of people have uh, questions about this. As you said, what is the strategic need of us being there? But let me just read something quickly to the audience so that they have an idea of something. The United States has constructed its fifth largest embassy, in the world, in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Fifth, only besides the U.S. Embassy in China, Iraq, Afghanistan, and Germany, in tiny Haiti, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. What would we need such a large embassy in Haiti, Dr. Agnew, if it wasn't because we see a future in which we may see a much larger American presence there? 
you know, that's a that's a very deep political question, and I know that uh, the southern part of the United States is is uh, isn't very well secured. We have uh, half the border that that is occupied, or at least joined up to by what many people call a third world country, at least the northern part seems to be. And mm-hmm. we have a lot of infiltration coming into our country from that way. We also have fairly unmonitored coastlines along that area. And, and for 50 years, we have been plagued by uh, boat people, as it were, coming you know, to our shore, basically doing free commerce all along uh, the southern shore of our of our country because it's it's very sparsely populated except for the main city areas um so it would make sense that uh, we would have some way of controlling uh, the warm water side of our of our country by controlling uh, the island of cuba and some of the uh, related areas we know that uh, we know that castro's reign is is coming to an end we know that cuba's uh, wanting to go more modern, and, uh, I, and that's basically all I know about the politics. It doesn't make much sense to me that we would have an embassy so large unless we had uh, tremendous uh, spying capabilities from that region. And I understand. I don't want to put you on the spot on the political realm, because I know you're more of a scientist, but we have uh, Puerto Rico. It's a territory. We have plenty of U.S. bases there. We've been practicing in the island of Vieques for years and again, we don't want to make this show a political show, but we already have a f- several facilities I- in Puerto Rico. And now I've heard from other scientists that there's discovery of oil reserves in Haiti. So who knows? That could be. Okay, so indeed, if these technologies are available and perhaps being used, Dr. Agnew, could this have been used also in Sichuan, China as well? Uh, it, it certainly could have. You know, Sichuan is a uh, is an area of about 200 million people. It has uh, some manufacturing capability, although it's it's mostly in this in the city of uh, of Sichuan. The, the province is is really uh, densely populated, but isolated from the rest of of China. And it's you know quite mountainous and rainy and and all of that. It's also subject to, or at least has had a history of, of tectonic activity. So, you know, any, anything, it seems like anything that we can do to destabilize our enemies by, or our competitors by, by creating uh, or, or at least wishing for uh, natural disasters in their countries, uh, that, that seems to be strategic uh, for the United States. The thing about HARP is it really is a weapon with no fingerprints. Possible deniability, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. And whether you're you're steering a hurricane, or whether you're uh, causing a tsunami, or whether you're causing an earthquake, um, it's really difficult to point the finger at anybody because it sounds so fairy tale. So, in other words, you don't even need to drop a bomb to win a war. You could actually use weather war or weather manipulation to do this. But by the way, in your, let's call it an experiment in the 80s that caused the, or, or you believe it caused that uh, earthquake in, in Oregon, did you try to replicate it? Did you turn on the system again to see if it would happen again? Yeah, I mean, I, I used the system in nine different states uh, in California, Texas, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, Kansas, uh, and, and even in uh, in Pennsylvania. Not most of these areas are not uh, tectonically active, but I never. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.